Oh, what was um, that, Chris? That was a beer. I'm drinking out of a a uh, last dive bar mug. Shout out to Brian Kingpin. I went to your store and I bought some shit. Got a couple mugs. Got a ride the wave mug too. And um, I got this sticker that I'm gonna put on the back of my truck. I, I was hoping you'd be like more. It's a bit more like a salesman. Like, oh, this. Oh. All right, let's no. take you take, threw, take now. You threw me off. So I just you know we're going with it now. Um, so. Bob Melvin said at the end of the press conference today that the sending runners thing is part of the the game plan for the past like cup past like week and a half because they've noticed that they've stranded a lot of runners um, on base or they haven't been bringing in runs so they just want to be more aggressive so like I don't know I just find it interesting considering how Mark Cate is getting like destroyed on Twitter. Yeah, well, like, it doesn't seem it's not his thing, right? Uh, no, and in Bowmel, it seems like they don't, care. Now, they don't care. They don't care about what the people are going to say, which it makes sense. I'm glad he's, no. we finally got a statement to that because it's been a very frustrating last two weeks or so, at least on the, the third base coaching side. So here well, we are. Um, what's his face? The new the, the guy who took over for um, Susan Slester. I'm totally blanking on his name. Matthew Karakala? Matt Ka Kawakawa, right? Kawakawa, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. He asked that question. He's like, hey, so um, what's going on with uh, Kate over at third? Like, is there a, a like method to the madness? And he like straight up said like, it's been, he, he like, he kind of cut him off. Like he could tell he was like ready to answer that question. He's like, it's been, it's just part of the game plan. We've been leaving too many guys on base. We're just trying to be more aggressive. So. I respect it. Welcome to Town Tailgate Podcast. I'm Chris Magical. That's Julio Reynoso. We are part of the Around the Diamond Podcast Network. Um, today's episode is going to feature a little bit of something of that. Uh, we're going to talk about the Bauer suspension. Um, the Brewers are off to a hot little start just right before the All-Star break. Uh, I'm going to go through some of the All-Star snubs around the league, and then we'll hop into some A's news, um, some snubs for us. Um, we got one of our members participating in the home run derby. Um, Is it Elvis gonna... Andrews? Yes. Yes. Psych. <laughs> um, and then we're gonna go through some um, some trade rumor stuff. Kind of break that down once we return from the break. Our favorite segment. I've had a few beers because <laughs> we need to let out some of our frustrations or be more positive. But first, Julio, we're gonna talk about briefly about this Bauer this Trevor Bauer stuff. Um, we've been just mulling through it a lot the past three episodes. I really don't know how much more we could say. I, I think you called it. We both called it, but you called it. Um, he got suspended, seven-game suspension, and then we'll see what happens from there. Just kind of a preliminary thing. Um, but the Dodgers themselves have gone to full lengths to uh, – kind of distance themselves from the situation. They had a bobblehead night coming up this past Saturday. They canceled that. They've taken all of his merchandise out of the team store, Julio. And I did I, I did I tell you this yesterday? I was listening to Mason in Ireland on ESPN LA, and they, for the past three days, have just been killing him, dude. Yeah, I like I said, man, um, yeah. Dodger fans don't fuck with them. They've yeah. been, they were on pins. A lot of Dodger fans I knew were on pins and needles when they first signed him, and Everything kind of just came to true. I think it's done. He's he's not coming back. I don't know. Yeah. And it's to the point where 
I don't know what other team will give him another chance after this, especially because of the alienation of how the whole him signing thing went down in the first place. I'm really curious as to if he broke his contract. Like, are the Dodgers stuck with that money now? I'd have to look more into it, but that's interesting. I thought process, right? Because that's a it's kind of a waste if because they're not going to cut him, right? I don't know how it works. I don't know how things work in baseball in some stance. There might have been a clause. Maybe there's a clause in everybody's contracts that they're able to do that thing. Maybe they'll pull Bob, Bobby Bonilla. And just, <laughs> if anything, we do deserve another Bobby Bonilla-style contract where it's going to be paid out for the next 25 years. But Yeah, we do. Anyways. So Darren Ravel uh, can continue to have a job and a reason to live and just go, go on Twitter with random things like that. And have something it's like to celebrate. The, it's like the meme, the reason to live. It's just Bobby Bonilla day. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it's, that would uh, be kind of depressing if it was Trevor Bauer Day, because then every year we would be reminded about the reason why this happened. It's just because of a sex scandal, which is way worse than Bobby Bonilla. I feel like Bobby Bonilla did something bad too. I just can't remember what. No, I mean, he, he was kind didn't. of an asshole. He just didn't play well. No, anymore. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, if I remember, there was a personality thing going on with him that he had a reputation before his contract. On Bobby Bonilla. On Bobby Bonilla Day this year, Julio, I looked up his stats, and like I kind of don't blame the Mets for doing that. Like he was good, like he was a pretty good player before he signed that contract. I mean, you know, I I wouldn't have saw it coming. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Even if you look at his numbers on paper, six-time All-Star, World Series champ, three-time Silver Silver Slugger. And he yeah, was like man. an MVP conversation for like three years before he signed that contract too. Like yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so, so much joy. Bob would be new idea. Trevor Bauer, just, yeah, good riddance. I hope that he... But now, this is the part that's kind of nuts to me. Is like, when that deal went down, people were like, okay, the Dodgers didn't need him. Like, they just added yeah. another arm. I think it was like a kind of a reaction to the whole, the moves the Padres made. Yeah. Well... Look at their rotation now. You got him, who's probably gone. You've got uh, Dustin May, Tommy John. Clayton yeah. Kershaw just went on the IL. Trevor yeah. uh, uh, Walker Buehler's been awesome. And then, like, David Urias Price. has been great. Julio Urias, Urias has been, been awesome. Yeah. And yeah. then, but he's young. So it's like, this is the most yeah. innings he's ever pitched to this point in his career. So now yeah, it's like, point. dude, they're in, in terms of a rotation, sure, something's going to come up, but it's like, that's that's a, a bad rap. So I know what's some, going on with what's going on with David Price. He's old. He's washed. Mm. He hasn't been great this year. Um, he's been out of the bullpen, right? He did start a couple of games, but I think those were bullpen games. Um, mm. I think Tony Gonsolin isn't ready to come back up yet. There's something yeah. going on with him. But yeah, it's just crazy. Now they're it's they're, you know, woe is me. Don't need to give them any sympathy. Um, especially yeah. like dude, the front office or like the higher management really mishandled the situation too. Um, mm. I don't have the specifics. I'm really don't want to run again to it because I'm over this story. Um, but they didn't do a great job of handling it. But uh, one Dodger fan I saw because I don't know if you follow Molly Knight on Twitter. She's awesome. She's athletic. I do. I yeah. do. She's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, some Dodger fan was like, "Why didn't they just go and trade for Ken Tamaeda?" Everyone's like, do you want to repair a fra uh, fractured fan base? 
There you go. And then another fan suggested, instead of the Trevor Bauer bobblehead, they should do the Joe Kelly wearing the mariachi jacket bobblehead. That would be and fucking I'm like, awesome. Let's go. They should have done that. I'll go yeah. to that game. I'll get that bobblehead. That would have been fucking dope. So they have this kid in their farm system. This last thing, we move on. They have this kid in their farm, farm system, 42nd prospect overall, Josiah Gray. He's oh, in yeah. AAA right now. He's he's supposed to be he's 23, but they're projected him to come up this season. So maybe we see him and maybe he gets his first um first uh little dish um in the in the majors. All right. I'm going to go ahead and put a little star in my watch list for fantasy. There you go. Um Julio, cheers to the Brewers. Brew crew. Cheers up, bro. Um, they got a nice little uh, little win streak going on. They've won seven of the last ten. Um, and before that, man. I think they were on a ten-game winning streak. So, full disclosure, Julio wanted to add this because he has been noticing that. But let me, for the listeners, let me just break down their schedule for a little bit. So they're playing the Mets right now. They've won one of three. <laughs> Before that, they beat the Pirates three out of uh, three out of four, but it's the Pirates. Before that, they beat the Cubs. They swept them. Cubs uh, were pretty good at the beginning of the year, but they have f- f- fastly gone downhill since then. Um, they swept the Rockies, who are not a good team. They beat the Diamondbacks two out of three. And then they split a series of Rockies. They haven't played many good teams, Julio. That's my point. Like, it's great that they're on this run. It's great that it's right before the All-Star break. It's great that we're talking about them as opposed to talking about, like, scandals. I'm tired of talking about scandals at the top of our podcast. But, it, I, you know, it's not too impressive. I don't know if this is very telling. Well, let me tell you this. There was a time span where... In three consecutive er- series, four consecutive series, the A's played the Angels, the Mariners, the Angels, the Mariners. Mm-hmm. Um, which at that time, end of May, not good teams. These are the games you should win. Win, win, loss, 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 win, 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 loss, loss, loss. Um, win, win. Besides the point, my point is like, dude, I don't give a fuck who it is. To kind of get on a hot streak is hard. It doesn't matter yeah. who the team is. It's it's very much every yeah. game. And look, I know the Cubs are not good. The Cubs are. I think the Cubs have actually lost something like, at least as of yesterday, not last night, something along the lines of like 10, 11 games in a row. They're like flailing right now. Hmm. But like at the end of the day, it's like, dude, they still got Javi. They still got Rizzo. They still got Bryant. Like Kyle Hendricks. They have a good team still. It's just they're in a funk, right? Mm. I just want to acknowledge that like you and I from day one, from when we did the ANL central pod, we were high on the brewers, right? Yeah. The brewers we were, were both, and we were both surprised when we did our exercise that they had, that they yeah. were so high. Yeah. This is where you edit in a clip of us being like, Oh, did you look at that? And then Ronnie's like, no, the Cardinals and the Cardinals suck right now. Anyways, <laughs> that was my impression of Ronnie. Shout out to Ryan. It was pretty Missy far Ryan. off, but you know. Um, but the thing that's really propelled them and is the same thing we talked about at the beginning of this is been their pitching, dude. Yeah. Uh, 
Interesting thing that's happened. This is the first time in Milwaukee Brewers history that they are sending three pitchers to the All-Star game. You that's got, pretty cool. Uh, pretty Brandon cool. Woodruff, who's been excellent all year. Amazing, Corbin Burns, dude. who's been a strikeout machine. Um, and then Josh Hader, who's like arguably the best closer in baseball. Um, and another big thing too, Ryan Braun, or not Ryan Braun, he's gone. But like Christian Yelich has been hurt a lot of the season. He mm. hasn't been playing super well. Kesson Hura was supposed to break out at the beginning of the year. He got set down at AAA. He's playing better now. And their offense isn't where it should be, except they made a trade that we talked about at like the beginning of May where they picked up Willie Adamas from the Rays. And ever since then, Willie Adamas has been like a brand new hitter. Uh, since the trade, he's hitting close to 300 with them. He's at eight home runs, or I think nine because he hit one earlier today. Um, and they just look like they're becoming a really complete team, man. And it's like, damn, dude, I didn't know like Travis Shaw is on is on the 60 day IL. Like, wow. they look, dude, straight up. I think they could be a couple moves away, get a little more depth. Like they could be like the team to be in the NL. Yeah. They're not that impressive. Like their best, their second best player, arguably. I mean, now it's probably hitters, hitter wise. But their second best player hitter-wise, Travis Shaw, is on the IL. Like, that's a pretty big loss right there. And Colton Wong's in the IL as well. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. That is yeah. impressive. Uh, they... And also, it's a thing <coughs> we talk about a lot, too, with, like, confidence. Like, you know, you got to, like, you put together a couple wins and you get some confidence and then you just kind of roll from there. It's kind of the opposite of what we're doing right now. But it's just, you know, like, that. It's winning is contagious type of thing. Yeah, man. And they... They've that rotate the top of the rotation, and also another thing too is like, you know, the Pirates are pretty terrible, yeah. But the rest of that division isn't like this isn't a slouch division. This isn't like the Reds have actually been playing well, and Nick Cassiano's like an MVP candidate, you know. Um, the Cubs <laughs> are the Cubs, and then um, the Cardinals they'll they'll bounce back. They're too talented. They got too much depth there. I think they'll be in the by the end of the day. Um. So side note, Nick Castellanos home run caused another <laughs> awkward moment on radio the other day. So, oh shit. Um for the Royals, up. the Royals uh radio broadcast was doing a eulogy to like someone who worked in their organization for a long time. And um you know, it's never a good time to do a eulogy on radio, but they're giving the eulogy um, they're like talking about him and they're talking about how son still works for the organization and like, you know, ours, like RIP and Nick Castellanos hits a home run. He goes, and there's Castellanos hits one over the fence. He'll have a two run homer. Never a good time for a eulogy. And it's just like, Oh man, he is just the breaker of awkward moments on, on just radio and television. It was, it's terrible, but it's so, it was so funny. Before we move on. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, what does he rank amongst your favorite players? Because like he's slowly but surely like yeah, like your favorite non A. I, I fuck with Castellanos hardcore. He's dope, he's dope. dude. Yeah, yeah. You saw, you and saw... he's always he's always been good and always been on shitty teams. Yep. Always the Tigers before the Reds. Like he, the dude doesn't get a break. It's it's. We should go after Castellanos. Anyway, <sighs> did you see the clip of uh, I think it was like last month where he hit like a home run. And it was like after a fan yelled something to him. And he's like, here. He's like, oh, you hit that homer? You said a fan yelled something to you. What the fan say? And I'm like, he pulled the fan over. It's like, hey, 
what did you tell me? He's like, I yelled at him, pretend that ball's Rob Manfred. Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> in the interview, he pulled it. That's so yeah, because he was like right next to the dugout. But it was yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. All right, last thing. It's the All Star Weekend in Colorado. We're gonna talk about the A stuff because it's in the uh, during the A's news. But uh, let's go and just talk about the team. What's going on with the teams in general? The Red Sox and the Astros, the teams that uh, were cheating, were caught cheating, and uh, got busted for it and all that. All of a sudden, hey, they're good again. What happened? They both have five All-Stars each uh, to lead the way. There is, you know, obviously with every... There's a completely different Red Sox team. Like, completely different. I disagree. Okay, Mookie's name- not there. Okay, Mitch Moreland's not there, and Jackie Bradley's not there. Xander Bogart's and still there. Rafael yeah, Devers Xander, is still Xander there. Xander Devers is still there. JD There's Martinez two. is still there. Nathan Evaldi is still there. Oh, or hitter wise, hitter wise, yeah. Uh, who's our second? Oh, Kike is our second baseman. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> they they still can go f themselves for cheating. Chris, let's do everybody's favorite game. Name that snub. Who's your okay, biggest? So my biggest one. Sorry to interrupt you. My yes. biggest one, but um, but uh, it's fair. But it's also like we should give him allocades or uh, you know, roses, whatever. Um. Uh. Oh my God. Oh my Tyler. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Glass, Glass now. now. Yes. He was the best pitcher in the league in the American League before he got hurt. Um, I think he at least deserved to get some recognition. He could have done the the you know what like kind of what the the they did um, with Glaber Torres in 2018. So Glaber and Jed Lowry both had amazing seasons. So, um, but Glaber was hurt at the time. So the coaches voted Glaber onto the team so that he could get the All Star like recognition. It's on his like record and everything like his Baseball Reference. Um, but then they had Jed replace him, which deserved it more. But they both basically they both got a share of it. Um, because he was hurt. So they could have done this to Tyler Glass now. Now it's going to be kept off his baseball reference for the rest of his career, which kind of blows. Like, you could have put him on there and then put on Nathan Eovaldi as, like, a replacement. You know? I don't know. It just kind of blows. So that's my only snub. That's the only one that I felt like was reasonable. Max Scherzer's had a good year, but it wasn't, like... I looked at compared to the other guys. Like, it wasn't... I don't think it was good enough for, for me to really, like, make a, a case for it. And it, same with the other dudes that were really, like, kind of people were talking about well except for the obvious a's ones so what was yours uh for me well one i just want to give a quick plug the dudes pitching at south beach have been awesome sandy alicantra has been great pablo lopez has been great uh trevor rogers is going is a really cool story as this rookie but like i think those guys could have deserved a little bit more um but i'm gonna go back to this team where we're just hyping up right now i'm gonna go with freddie peralta uh, Freddie Peralta is yeah. the number three starter in that rotation, and he's got the seventh lowest ERA in the National League. It's 2.23 ERA. Um, of course, it's going to get overshadowed when you've got your one, two guys or arguably like the top five pitchers in the National League right now. Um, and I don't know, maybe they just didn't want to overvote for some of these guys. Um, but he's been excellent this year, and he's somebody we didn't really predict that he would be the guy to kind of really jump out in this rotation to perform as well Dude, as he had. 2.23. Yeah. 
Now, granted, 29 strikeouts, though. Um, he's young. Fuck. Jacob DeGrom has said he will not be traveling for the All-Star game, and he's not pitching in the All-Star game. So one spot does he frees have up, come up. Does he have an upcoming start or something? He just started today. Oh, okay. So um, I and I think it might he might be one of those dudes that's just like, hey, thanks, no thanks. I've, yeah. I've been to a handful of them. I need to stay healthy rest of season and take that time off, which, yeah, yeah. dude, totally, yeah. you're carrying your team. So maybe, hopefully, Peralta makes it and takes that spot. Um, also, I think, like, Anthony Discafani has been awesome with the Giants lately. I think they'd be cool to see him get some recognition. Um, but nothing really irritates me more than these A snubs. So, Chris, drill to it, man. I, I, uh, Okay. So Danny Vietti posted a very interesting uh, tweet the other day, and he put Nathan Ivaldi and Chris Bassett's stats side by side this season. And it's like not even comparable. The only reason why Nathan Ivaldi is on this all-star team is because one, he plays in Boston, and two, he's like this big name because he had one really good game in the World Series two years ago. That's literally it. Go look at his stats, um, listeners. Just Google him and go on his baseball reference. It's a lot of underwhelming. It, it, it's he has one good season he's a big name that's why he gets a start it's i mean it's just it's a fucking joke and look maybe you can make the case that manaya um just didn't make the cut because there's a lot of really good pitchers in the american league this year okay cool but chris bassett is easily easily i would i mean like f- for fuck's sake he's probably the third he would have been the third best starting pitcher on this on this roster, behind Garrett Cole and Shane Bieber. Like, dude, Kyle I would Gibson's say he's great. the best. I, hey, straight up, I'll say he's Kyle the best Gibson's one. great, but but he's on a losing team, so he kind of lose some out uh, some recognition there for me. You think he's better than Garrett Cole? Right now, Actually, yeah, Garrett, yeah, he's yeah Garrett Cole. Ever since the rule changes, has been pretty fucking. Tough. I wonder what happened. Just, That's crazy. How that happened? Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Carlos Rendon, no. Lance Lynn, no. Like, Lance Lynn's been tight. Carlos Rodell, they've both been great. But they're I'll, not but they but they're not better than Chris Bassett. That's no. that's my that's my point. Lance Lynn, maybe. Rendon, no. Lance Lynn a year ago, maybe, yeah. He's no, been no, good this year. I'm, 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 like, come on, you I, gotta I, like the big I, fat guy. Okay. I'm supporting I brought in his weight. I'm, no, I'm supporting <laughs> I don't know why that would bother me. I'm supporting I'm supporting your argument and then you're going against that. That's why I thought it was No, I don't think Shane Bieber should be on this roster. He's hurt. Why would you vote a guy who's hurt who's <clears throat> obviously not gonna pitch? So that's interesting to me. Um so I wonder have they announced his replacement yet? No, I think it's it's gonna be weird. I wonder if they will. They will. But it's like it's it, I don't think it's gonna be Bassett because like if you're gonna bring somebody in you want somebody who's going to be able to pitch. And if yeah. Bassett's pitching on Sunday, then why would you waste that arm or waste a spot? Or maybe they bring in Manaya. I, I think that'd be awesome. Um, I mean, but, why is the oldest Chapman on this? Oh, the guy who's got like a four something ERA over yeah. Trevino. Yeah. Like we even, we even talked to the Schlatters about it and Robbie could not wrap his head around how Chapman was, was an all-star. It's it's are managers just not watching the league this year? No, don't even watch East West Coast baseball. We've known this, man. How so many, why okay. why do why do they give power? So well, first of all, the fan voting is a joke. I don't think the fans should get to vote on the starters personally. 
That's my opinion. But why do the managers and the players get to vote on the rest? Like, why why can't at least the writers have some like say in it? Because no one watches more baseball than the writers, so I feel like the writers should have a say in it, just like they do in in um in the Hall of Fame. Chris, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna count up how many players in the American League playing the Western time, the Pacific time zone. Okay. Uh, you say Kikuchi, Seattle one. Rotani, two. Uh, Jared Walsh, Matt Olson, four. That's it. And then Mike, Mike Trout was in there, but he's not going to be playing. But still, four out of twenty-seven players. And then if you want to add National League. One, two, National League's a little bit more because it's like the Padres and three, the Dodgers. Four, five, six, seven. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. That kills my argument. But yeah, no, it's bullshit. I agree. I agree. Whereas the how many ulcers the Yankees have? It was Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, and Raldis Chapman. Which yeah. Judge and Chat Judge and Cole. Yeah, they definitely deserve it. But Judge um, is having an amazing season, bro. He definitely Yeah, he, they they definitely yeah. deserve it. I'm a, I'm a big yeah. Aaron Judge guy. But um it's it's so stupid. Like I'm so I'm just. It's just been so disparaging to be an A's fan for this last like month, amidst the chaos of this team, the kind of looming of the stadium situation, and then just this. It's just like the season as a whole. Constant slaps toll. in the face, man. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but hey, you know what? I think we should take this time. We got that negativity out of us, right? Fucking Ollie's an all-star. You got you. We knew it was gonna happen. First but all-star like, game. First all-star game, man. He's gonna be the home run derby. Let's just take this couple minutes and just really bask in this guy right now. It's really wild to think about that, considering how good of. Well, last year wasn't so great, but 2019 and 2018 was. I'm trying to think back. 2018 was like a coming out party, so that makes sense because that team was really young. They had no business being in the playoffs, but yet they were they won 100 plus games. Um, which is a, 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 another thing. Well, it's fine. Um, 2019, he was hurt. That's mm-hmm. why he didn't make the all or actually get consideration because that hand, that team, that. yeah, that team was really good, and you would think that they would have more more than one all star, which I believe they did. I think it was Matt Chapman and Liam, um, Liam, and I want to say, I want to say, uh, say Mike Fires, but I don't know. No, it was just those two, and then eighteen was yeah, Jed. Eighteen was Jed, Jed and Chapman. No, Chappie's only been a one. Because, no. Okay, so then the following, one season, they had them playing at the same time. I thought it was Jed, Marcus. So it must have been 2019. was Marcus. Marcus um, was an all-star. I believe he was, man. I don't know. God damn it, Chris. Maybe you have the internet. Look in front of you. But um, Well, I'm making a point. Here, what, what, up, I'm making a point. All right. Okay, well, finish your point then. And I'll, I'll I can fact check I, for you. It's you... it's highly possible I'm wrong. Um, it it was probably that's just the name of this podcast. It's highly possible I'm wrong with Chris. <laughs> <Metricle>. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's wild to think about that. But he was hurt that year, 2020. They didn't have a, an All Star game. He also didn't play very well. 
Um, so, and, but if I don't know why, but it just feels like these guys have been on this team for such a long time, but they haven't. It's only been it's only been four seasons. I mean, three and a half. Um, so, I mean, it's really cool that he's made his first one. It's really cool that he's going to be participating in the home run derby, which is awesome. And it was a lot of like talk where it didn't seem like he was going to. I don't know when he made that that change. Well, it's crazy. And I think another thing we got to throw out there, first base is stacked this year in the American League. You got yeah. Vladdy, Vladdy's going to be a top three MVP candidate. Um, yeah. You've got, you know, Ollie, obviously. Jared Walsh has been killing it over in Anaheim. Um, I was going to say Los Angeles. I'm like, no, you guys don't get that. Yuri Gurriel has a huge bounce back season, probably because he's cheating again. And then, um, like, you can never discount Jose Abreu. So, like, for him to make it through that competition and for yeah. the players to acknowledge it, man, like, you love to see that part at least. Even if they didn't get a lot of other stuff right, it was great to see that, like, they acknowledge like, how great this guy has been. It also just might have been one of those things where, like, maybe Yuli Goriel had more votes from the players, but the A's didn't have anybody else that was high enough, and you have to have a representative from every team, so they, they kind of, like, bumped him up. But... Yeah, I mean, it it he has, but he has been the second best first baseman in the league. Like, and you know what? That's probably why they took three first basemen. That's the first time I've seen that. Like, um, especially that position being so specific. Like, you're a first baseman, you play first base as opposed to like a middle infielder or something like that. Um, uh, because Jared Walsh has been playing so well too. So, I mean, yeah, I'm excited for the home run derby. I don't know how well he's gonna do, but I'm excited to watch. They they released the bracket like an hour ago. I didn't look at it though. I no, saw actually, the headline was that once or um, yeah, Juan Soto is facing off with Otani. Um, Otani, the first. That's gonna be sick. Yeah, um, yeah. Real quick, 2018 All Stars, Jed Trinan. 2019 All Stars. Trinan. Yeah, 2019 Chappie and Liam. Anyways, uh, here's your your home run derby bracket. So, like you mentioned, Otani is going against my uh, Juan Soto. Juan. And then you've got uh, Salvi versus Pete Alonso. And then you've got Joey Gallo mm. against Trevor Story. And then Matt Olson against Trey Mancini. I would take um, Pete Alonso out of that bunch because he's the only one who's actually done a home run derby before. So he knows how to change his swing up, I think. Didn't he, did he win or did he almost win? He won. He won in 19. Because yeah, yeah. remember that was when Vladdy hit a bunch of them. And yeah. then he just burned himself out kind of thing. He got He got just too tired. I think Joey. I, I, if I had, if I was a betting man, which I am, mm-hmm. I take Joey Cal. Hmm. Interesting. Dude. Um. <clears throat> all right. Oh, do you want to talk more about that, or are you good? Um. I think just yeah. Well, we we talked about like Bassett Mania, but okay. Mark. A lot of people before we go said Mark Canna should have gone. A lot of experts. If he was healthy, <laughs> if he didn't get hurt, I truly believe he'd be in that All Star game arguably one of the best leadoff men in the AL. And it would been great to have that moment for him going into free agency, but here we are. I don't know if he's better than any of these outfielders, though. Oh, maybe Garcia. Uh, Definitely not Brantley. Definitely not Gallo. They're having great years. Cedric, Mullins. Cedric Mullins is having an amazing year as well, hitting home runs. Yeah, I would, I would probably – Put him over. Yeah, the fucking Texas Rangers have three All Stars and they just have one. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. All right, but that's, that's just that. That's just classic A's getting snubbed though. It it happens all the fucking time. Remember, it was ten years before we got a, a position player. And like, <laughs> I think I think Stephen Vogt was the first one. Like, it it was it was 
It's just ridiculous. That being said, those I kind of looked back at that time. There were some pretty dog shit offensive players for the A's during that run. So, like, understandable. Mm-hmm. All right, we got some hurt people, man. I'm going to let you go ahead and finish that. You definitely deserve it. Um, some big news dropped today. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal, who was our prize free agent, uh, he they announced he is done for the year. He will not be coming back. Uh, Mitch so, Moore- hold on, hold yeah. on. Buster Posey, or Buster Posey, Buster Olney tweeted uh, an interesting tweet a couple days ago for the folks listening if you haven't seen it, where he said that the A's and the Astros are... are oh, I thought we were going to get to that rumored, afterwards. Are, uh, well, but it's relevant now. Are okay. rumored to be uh, at the top of... Uh, or, or to be in on the conversation and be the top um, people seeking, for lack of a better word, um, Craig Kimbrell, who will definitely be on the market this coming trade deadline. Um, so after this coming out today, you have to think that Buster has – they the A's definitely knew about this at least a couple days ago to maybe a week ago. They probably knew that this news was coming. And that's probably when that – Buster has some, some – uh, source in the A's that definitely released that information the second that they found that out. The, the, right, Julio? That's got to be it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it seems like this news is kind of looming for a while. Um, sorry, out for the water. season, though? That's that's news to me. That's true. Maybe. And like, like when, when Buster tweeted been... that yesterday, I was like, what? Does he know something that I don't? But also, like, dude, we've the bullpen's been floundering. I feel like anytime any player was connected to it, they were going to kind of be in on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you'd think that maybe they go after like some middle, some like you know, strong middle relief as opposed to a closer if they know that Rosenthal's coming back in a month or two. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong there. But yeah, um, the the one thing I'm I'm kind of concerned about because we have no idea what's going on is Mitch Moreland. So I read I read uh, Alex Hall uh, from SB Nation posted something today that I read and he said that um, he's back to physical activity. They don't but they don't know necessarily what the issue is with him physically. Like they've done MRIs, they've done um, um, oh my god radiology <laughs> um, and they haven't really found out what it is. But he is working. He is doing more physical stuff. Um, they said that. It's possible he could be back at the end of the week, but it's more likely that they're going to wait till after the all-star break so he can get that extra rest and he'll be back after that. But they didn't, he didn't say that it was as serious as we might fear, you know? Yeah. Cause it, it was, it was a pretty scary situation. Yeah. Just like right before the game even started, just goes up. You see the clip of him in the locker room or in the dugout to tell him Belmel, like, I, I can't I can't go out there. So yeah, as long as everything's checking out, he's fine. You know, fingers crossed. But it's just it's a scary situation. Um, and I kind of wanted to. This probably isn't the best time to bring this up, but like in terms of these two guys, you know, after the Liam sign, after Liam went to the White Sox, then Marcus happened. We were just so miserable and all this, and then. Um, we get the news that the A's signed uh, Trevor Rosenthal and uh, Mitch Moreland. And we're like, oh, shit. They're going back at it. It's great. We're happy. Cool. Great. And it just hasn't panned out. It hasn't panned out at all. 
I, I think Mitch has been great for the locker room. I think he's he has come in clutch, but like the consistency is just not there, man. And um, it kind of is just go. And he didn't get paid a lot. I think he got paid like three point five million or something. He's only on a two two point two five million dollar contract, yeah. so it's more or less the veteran minimum. So it's actually not that bad. Yeah, yeah. But with the Trevor Rosenthal deal, that was what eleven million dollars for one year. Yeah. I don't know what is going on with that front office where they just have this. They just cannot do well whenever they do big contracts. I don't know what it is. They do such a great job where they can find kind of the guy, the diamonds in the rough. They can do things like that. But like, think about, you know, I'll promise we won't say his name anymore. Think about Billy Butler, dude, how much money they paid him. Katie's deal. He got a couple days, a couple years ago. That obviously didn't pan out. It's mm-hmm. like something. It seems like there's a curse that it's like cool. You can't spend. It's like the reverse of the Eric movie Chavez. Speed. Yeah, Eric Chavez. The reverse reverse of the movie Speed. You can't spend more than X amount of money on a player, or it blows up, kind of thing. And it's like I don't know what it is. It's like maybe they're just do they do a better job of evaluating players at the lower levels and kind of find things that could be great and for that team but in terms of just like when they do spend money it just never pans out for them man i don't know what it is i have two theories one is a joke is it the curse of of moneyball and changing the game baseball and the baseball gods are 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 punishing them because they change the game of the the game of baseball absolutely and all sports in general actually is now i think about it um, the the actual one is that they they keep they continue to pay the wrong guys. That's really what it is. They continue to they let the star walk, the actual star star walk, and then they pay the guy the like second as the just the second best player um, to kind of like win over the fans and be like, look, we do care, uh, but this guy just happens to be a little bit cheaper, and they keep getting screwed over. Like they didn't want to pay Miguel Tata, so they paid Eric Chavez. They didn't want to pay. Actually, I don't mean Josh Donaldson's probably the example of 2012. They don't want they didn't want to pay Josh Donaldson, but so they 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 paid big money for Billy Butler, who didn't you know just like they wanted. It's just it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know about Chris Davis. That one doesn't make sense because there wasn't any contracts looming around then. Maybe Jed. Yeah, they didn't want to pay Jed. That would have not worked out. So that kind of yeah. Well, and look yeah. who came boomerang back to us. But um. It kind of shows, too, that when we were, like, in the real ruts of depression with this team at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. uh, former Oakland great Alex Coffey, we got to say that now, but um, she brought up a great point when we were going through the ruts. It was just, like, you spent the money on guys who have an injury history. Trevor Rosenthal has had an injury history. Mitch Moreland yeah. is an older player. Like, you could have put that money to other players with that same kind of abilities it was just kind of interesting that they chose it um it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it it's she's right and it's crazy too because guess what for the last few weeks we've been hearing a lot of rumors like oh they are interested in going after nelson cruz they're going and, and but it's like oh why would you do that because you have moreland well maybe moreland just not the guy man I hate to say it but i think he's been awesome 
um, in terms of clubhouse. He's been a great veteran leader, but in terms of just like we've we're still looking for that bat that's like to like take us to the next level right now, and that's what it seems like to me. Uh, but we have more important needs in DH, in my opinion, that we need to address because there's more important needs on both sides of the ball. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you know, if they get Nelson Cruz, I'm not going to be upset. But, um, I just, you know, an outfielder sounds better. Um, I have an idea right. actually. I, I want to throw this out here for you because it's going to kind of go back to original conversations about Buster Olney, or as you called him, Buster Posey. Um, linking us to Craig Kimbrell. I would love it. I don't, I I have to pull up his numbers in front of me, but how would you feel if the A's gave up a handful of stuff? I don't know what it's going to cost. I think Craig Kimbrell is going to be hard to get this year because a lot of teams need bullpen help. Yeah. But if you could somehow get Craig Kimbrell, and Jock Peterson and bringing Moakland, I think that fixes a lot of problems right there. Let me see what what's Jock's numbers. Is Jock's like, Jock's hitting two thirty. Um, is a zone base percentage is two ninety nine, seven forty a seven fourteen um, OPS, eleven home runs, thirty six RBIs. Um, Palo Alto, bring him home. Yeah, bring him back home. And also, I think that Cubs team is just pretty bad right now. Um, but, like, think about it. I think he'd be great in Oakland. You have somebody. One, you have more outfield depth. Seth Brown, great story. If this team wants to really contend, he should not be playing majority of the week. And Yeah, yeah. Steve, 1,000%. Steven Piscotty can't stay healthy right now. I don't know what's going on with this poor guy. And then now if if this Pinder injury, who um, I'm sure you will, you'll know they'll – the audience will know more by the time to listen to this, but like mm-hmm. he pulled, he did something with his hamstring. Bowmail said it's, he's probably going to be out for a while. Um, there goes another outfielder option. And like Tony Kemp makes great plays out there. Don't get me wrong. Dudes are going to be running on him and dudes have been running on him. He's got, he doesn't have the best arm out there. And if you put somebody at like jock who can play all three outfield positions, he has played some time at first. Um, we know what his power can be like. And then um, also he's, he's a World Series hero. The guy's got major postseason experience. Yeah. I think, and, and I believe he's on a one-year deal. Do it. If you can somehow, if not get Crimble, see if you can get somebody like him. I think he would have worked great in Oakland, man. He's also a hustler. I mean, his contract's not terrible. It's $7 million. Um, yeah. I, I mean I, I would I would like that. We need some infield help too though, especially with Pinder out. Oh I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Kemp's been kind of holding his own over there. I think yeah. If one of those guys goes down, it's a different story. But the middle yeah. infield. I like the idea of Jock, dude. That that sounds fucking great. And then I, I can finally do one of my favorite things I've been telling like Dodger fan my Dodger fans for a long time, which is when he comes up, you gotta go. Every time I'm in the streets, I go, Jock, 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 Jock. You're such a nerd. I don't even know how to respond to that. You get it, though, right? <laughs> yeah, guess, yes. That's yes, the point. I, I just want, okay. All right, great. That should All be right. his walk-up song. That would be a good one. That would be a good one. 
Yeah, I uh, we need both of those guys badly. We we need yeah. I, I mean, he just uh, and and back to Kimbrel. He solved so many of our bullpen issues. Like, cause then you get Trevino, who's in closer form, to the setup role, and then you get Diekman and Petit and Romo as like your like go to like in a bind like middle relief like. And the rest of those guys are just kind of there for just like fill-ins. And you're talking about JB Wondelkin as a fill-in, like that. You know, AJ Puck if he comes back as a fill-in, like that. That sounds great. Like literally, that one piece just pushes everybody backwards in the bullpen, and it just changes all the roles, and it changes all like the 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 times that Bob Melvin's going to use those guys. And I, oh my God, it just we. Yeah, we need that so bad. All right. We'll, um, let's go to the break. Um, when we come back, uh, we're going to do our favorite segment. I've had a few beers, so stick Real. around and have beers with us. Oh. Nice and smooth. Smooth like this sparkling water. I switched over to sparkling water. Time to hydrate. After the one beer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, all right, Julio. Our favorite premiere segment. I've had a few beers, but look, as Julio will explain, it's been a rough week. We just need to... Which other way, whichever way we take it, either if we take it negative, we need to vent. If we take it positive, we need to, you know, get some positivity in the room for lack of a better, you know, word. Uh, I used the same word twice in the sentence. That was not good. Not good English. My sister would be upset. Way to go. Um, so we're going to, we're going to. Drink a few, uh, put a few, ba- a few back, and uh, we're going to be the drunk uncle at the tailgate, and we're going to let our uh, liquid courage drive us to a um, irrational, but not quite irrational, outside the realms of reality thought. So, you want me to go first, Julio, or do you want to go first? Uh, I'm going to go first. I'll go okay. first. Go ahead. You know what? Chris, my good pal, I've had a few beers, but uh, I got to say, say something to some o- the Oakland, A's fan- Oakland A's fans, and some fans specifically. Mm. You guys need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> Relax. Re- our, take a word from the pride of Northern California, Aaron Rodgers future Raider great. You need to R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Why am I saying this? As the person that more or less runs our Twitter account. There's no, no more sh- or less. It's the person who runs our Twitter yeah, account. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been seeing a ton of negativity about this team. And understandably so. Uh, they've really fumbled these last couple weeks uh, guys who had been performing 
have all of a sudden kind of fell off a hill, yada, yada, yada. Well, let me tell you something. Mark Canna, when he went down, was at the beginning of the Giants series. And you can pretty much correlate everything falling apart for this team at the same time when Mark Canna went out. And it's showing that they can't score right now. They can't figure out how to do it. And another thing, and the other thing I just want to throw out there is, have you seen the teams the A's have been playing? Like, this isn't, like, we're not playing any slouch, that, that, since then, they haven't been playing any slouchy teams. You win against the Giants, who, the Giants are for real. If this, if it isn't any, you know, mirage, no. The Giants are a great team. They're a really, really good team. They lost two out of three. Texas, look, they're not a, the team's not there, but guess what? When you're playing against an interdivision rival, they're going to know ways to play against you, and they're going to know how to get to you. And guess what? It's Texas. Of course they're still going to hit. And Joey Gallo it became an all-star more or less because of how he performed against A's that week. And then, of course, we got our good friends in Houston, just the absolute goddamn worst franchise in all sports. Everybody hates them. I went to my chiropractor earlier, and he's like, you know what? I'd rather root for the Yankees than the Astros at this point. But guess what, guys? They're still a great team. The Astros are... And they're proving it. They're hitting the crap out of the ball. Their rotation's doing just enough. And they look like arguably the best team in the American League. So for all of you who are going into our comments in our Twitter section and complaining, saying like, Bo Mel doesn't know what he's doing. Blah, blah, blah. This offense can't do shit. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Guys, chill out. Go for a walk. Go, like, I don't know. Go watch I Think You Should Leave on Netflix, which you should. And just like, just get away from Twitter, get away from just baseball for a minute. Because there's other shit you got to take care of in life besides this baseball team. Because guess what? This team will still be around somehow. That's just how this team has been for the last 10 years with Bob Melvin. They'll figure it out. They come back together. Post-All-Star break, Mark Hanna's going to come back from there. I think the assumption is they're going to be making some moves. So don't expect to see Seth Brown out there every single day. Seems like a great guy, but point proven. Um, don't expect to having, you know, Jordan, we didn't even talk about this. Jordan Weems got DFA'd. Expect some better bullpen arms because, like, this is still a really good team at the end of the day. And they're just in a really deep funk. So for all of you who are just going in there, complaining and bitching, <laughs> get a life. Just relax. Just, you know, go read a book. I don't know. Go play some video games. That's what I do on piss. I just go play the show. And I just go hit some dingers and I feel better. Or you know what? I'll go pick up my cats. There isn't one by me. I'd pick up a cat and be like, look. Don't shake your cats. Chill. Don't shake your cats. Yeah, cat. don't. Well, maybe. But anyways, that's why I've had a few beers. I've had a few beers, but Ace fans, dude, chill. Instead of It'll be all right on, in the end. Instead of complaining on Twitter, go nag to your husband. Or go go complain to your husband, or just go. Never mind, I'm not gonna say that. Uh, yeah, that's funny. My my other hot take. I was gonna uh, say, or go beat your wife, but I was like, no, don't do that. Don't do either. Oh things. no, God, Chris, we're doing so good. <laughs> it was the. You've never. Uh, that's a funny. Okay, it's a good. My story. other my other one. I want to get into it anymore. It's too late. I think Matt Chapman should hit lead off until Canada comes back. Hmm. He leads the team in walks right now. What's his splits though? Um, I know, but I was reading this. I think it was the Athletic, Steve Berman, who was like, 
That would be the, the athletic, what yes. makes Canna so great is mm-hmm. the guy's so patient at the plate and he can take like an at bat so long that at the start of the game, you can pretty much see everything a pitcher's thrown at him because they're just doing whatever they can to get him out. And it's yeah. like, cool. If he can't do it right now, then if he's not hurt healthy right now, then we should find the next closest thing to that. And right now it's Chapman. So, but he's you know, four hey, walks in the last seven games. He's struck out a lot though. But yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's not a bad idea. I actually kind of like that. Yep, that's mine. That's my therapy ventish. Yeah, because Tony's been leading off and he hasn't been playing so well. Okay. Did he lead All right. Today? I think he laid off today. Yeah. Anyways, Chris, what do you got? I've had a few beers. Mine's more positive. I've had a few beers, but you know, I guess you could look at it negatively in theory. I've had a few beers, but you know, Julio, I think that James Caprillion will be our best pitcher in on the team in three seasons. Better oh. than Jesus Lazardo, better than AJ Puck, better than the young up and comers we got coming, which aren't much. Um, Dalton Jeffries or something like that. I think he has, and you know, I don't know why. I I get it; it's a small sample size, but you could argue it's a small sample size with the other two high prospects we have too. Um, the difference in in between him and Jesus and AJ Puck consistency. James Caprillion has been consistently not just above average, but consistently a stud since he came up. I think he's had two bad starts. Which, if you look at the stats, they're actually not that bad. It's like one bad inning. It's like he gives up like two runs in those bad innings. But like his hits are still manageable. It's like I don't think he's allowed like more than six hits in a game, which is pretty fucking good. Um, it's the consistency, man. He hits his spots. He always has control. He throws decent uh, gas, um, <clears throat> and he utilizes you know the best aspects of of. Or the best strategy of a pitcher, which is climb the ladder, change the eye level, make these, make the hitters fucking guess. Jesus, you know, he, when he's on, he, I mean, it's it's amazing. You're like, damn, this guy's gonna be the ace of our staff one one day. But he is, he can be very inconsistent. He'll have three great starts and he'll have a really bad one. He's not as bad as Frankie, but still, I think big game James is the is the future ace of the staff. He's gonna, I th- he reminds me a lot. Julio, Sonny Gray. Ooh. I like that. Doesn't have as nice as a curveball, but Sonny Gray. It's that's weird, my, too. Uh, that's my um, – had a few beers. The weird thing to me with him is, like, he's pretty – he doesn't do anything that's like, overwhelms you, right? No. Like, yeah. he doesn't really throw super hard. I think his fastball tops up maybe mid nineties. Yeah. Um, which that's also just the thing about this whole rotation. You have nobody who throws hard. Oh, Frankie, but you know, Frankie. Um it's it's pretty crazy to just see like this guy, he just doesn't have any fear, man. Mm-hmm. Like he's slowly becoming like everybody's favorite pitcher out there, especially after seeing his pops dug out there in Boston just going nuts. And dude, watch him in the dugout at games. He's like he's just as much fun as Manaya as in there. Like he's everybody's buddy. He's a fucking he's just one of the guys just hanging out. He just seems like a total like goofball like that. And he's just like fun and laid back. Yeah, it's just like it's the the Matt Chapman, just like the SoCal, like Orange County bro thing. Just and also I I, yeah. I I didn't really get a much of a confirmation on this, like how if those was true or not. 
Uh, Jessica Kleinschmidt did confirm that they are like super close, but like her and or like Matt Chapman and Caprillion seem like the best of friends. And I was kind of wondering, I'm like, they, I think we brought this up last year when he got called up originally. And it was like him and Matt Chapman, their high schools were 15 minutes apart from each other. They're a year mm-hmm. apart in age. So I'm like, they've had to have known each other for years. I like, because of like seeing how close they are. And you just got to wonder, man, when you're around those people that like you've been with, you've known for years and you end up on the same team together, it's just different, right? Mm. You feel like you just, you want to play a little bit better. You want to do a little bit more because you have those guys. And to me, I think I've seen that a lot with Matt Chapman. He seems like a completely different player. He's come back up since he's come up. Um. They're not bigger bromance than Matt Olson and Matt Chapman, though, bro. Right? Oh, of co- oh no, no, no. He's how not, how no. dare you step we're, on those? We toes. are not going to call him a homewrecker. That's what we're <laughs> not going to do on this podcast. But I'm just saying, like you know, if we're in, if you know, I was the ace of a rotation, and you, or let's say, like. Mm-hmm. Let's say if somebody who went to like Liberty that I knew got called up, like I'd be stoked. I'm like, yo, dude, like you, and it, it's just that kind of thing. Liberty High School, but I kind of. But besides the point, he really has his worst start was against Seattle, where he went three point two innings, he gave up four runs, um, five hits, three walks. He just didn't have it that day. But since then, his he's the. Least I think that was of, only one bad inning, though, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and the least amount of innings he's pitched since then has been five innings. The dude, it seems like that. Excuse me. It seems like there's not really any has any hesitation on his like innings limit. Mm-hmm. Like this last start, he went seven innings. Start before that, six innings. Start before that, six innings. Because like it, he just looks like a guy. He kind of looks like what we were hoping Jesus was going to be, what we were hoping AJ Puck was going to be. And um, yeah. not to count out those guys yet, but it's awesome, man. I'd love to see it. Yeah, maybe maybe it's him and Manaya are the future faces of our rotation as opposed to um, uh, fucking uh, AJ Puck and, and Jesus Lazardo, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, we knew that Manaya was going to be good, so we knew he'd be like, Number three or something like that guy, but they're both just looking so much better. Do you have another so, one? Um, no, that was it. But I will say Sorry. the one thing that is concerning for me and with saying that, oh, he going out and saying he's going to be the ace of the rotation in three years is going to be the thing. He just turned 27 in March. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying by the time he comes up, by the time he is the ace, the guy, he's going to be 30 years old. And for some, you know, for some people, when you hear the age thing, you get scared off and you're just like, oh, that's too old to be an ace, blah, blah, blah. Especially for a guy to make his starting debut at the age of 27. Um, obviously, this is definitely a had a few beers moment. Uh, Jacob DeGrom was 26 when he got brought up. so That makes me feel a lot better. Also, he had a lot of injury issues. Yeah. So like he was trying to work through those and go through them the minor league system and figure it out. And you know what? That's probably been better for his development because he's worked with all these different pitching coaches and kind of like really found his, his ground and his, his stuff and like what did he need to do? You could, I guess, argue that. I don't know if that would 
Well, and then the crazy thing about DeGrom was like he was a shortstop. And they're yeah. like, hey, That's you've right. got a good arm. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, Julio. Let's move on to the, oh, the upcoming schedule. schedule. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah, I, it was right there. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at Texas, and I just didn't say it. All right. So we're going to Texas. Um, well, that's we're tomorrow's game, which by the time you listen to this might be going on because it's day game. Cole Irvin is facing off against Jordan Lyles. Um, and then, wait, no, what's the series after Texas, though? You didn't write that The down. all-star break. Oh, duh. Oh, God. Then it's the all-star break. So, it's fun. Huh. All right, Chris. It's James <laughs> Caprillion going against who? I don't know um, how to pronounce his last come name. Come on. So give, don't give ask me. Okay. Mike Fultonusic. Mike Fonkinewicz. Fonkinewicz. I'm used to, I just used to basketball, so I just assumed that the, the NCZ was a itch. Fonkinewicz. Oh, God. Like I got I'm, I'm going to look it up. Um, Nikola Jokic. Well, let me just tell you this. He's not good enough. To make you learn his name. No, he's terrible. I looked up his ZRA. It's like five point something. Uh, but for some reason, this dude just has been demolishing the A's. That's why I oh, put really? it all in our show notes. I put in all claps. I was wondering Fuck. what that was. Yeah, because he's been killing the A's this whole season. Um, <clears throat> let me see if I can pull up his exact start. Well, hopefully by then, Jock Peterson will be playing for us and we'll just light him up. Every time in the streets, I hear Jack, 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 Jack. Or Charlie Blackman. Or Nick Castellanos. Charlie Blackman's been terrible this year, by the way. Um, mm. He's had two starts Revamp. against the A's so far. And his first start, it was a no decision. But he gave up. He went six innings, six hits, two earned runs, five strikeouts, one walk. And then mm. in his second start... In Oakland, he got the win. He went seven innings. He gave up four hits, two earned runs, and six strikeouts. So, yeah, this guy has a number right now. Well, great. we'll see. And then last but not least, the series ends before the All-Star break with our All-Star, you can't tell me otherwise, Chris Bassett going against Kobe Allard. Yeah, Kobe Allard is good. So, Not my All-Star said me to Otani being the pitcher. Otani's been lighting up, bro. Not as a pitcher, man. Like, he's doing, but, like... You got to let him pitch in that, though. It's like it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You you have to let... Like, that's going to blow up social media. You have to let him pitch in that game. Let Timmy smoke. Yeah. Let Timmy smoke, too. A couple of T's cutting it up. Um, all right. Julio, who's your player of the week? Oh, God. Nobody. A couple of just nobodies depressing. cutting it up. It's just nobody's been really killing it. Honestly, it's it this last week of A's baseball just been really depressing. It's been bad. And it's been we're trying to stay as positive as we can because at the end of the day, we are some pretty positive guys here. Mm-hmm. Um but if I had to pick somebody a couple you know of guys cutting it up. Um, for positive. Get it? Yeah, you know, plenty of positivity over here. Shout out to Curtis Rose, former coworker. Um, 
I'm going to go Sergio Romo. Hmm. You know what? I think he's... He, he pitched well today. Yeah, I think he's a pretty positive guy. I think whenever he's on the mound, he does well. He's a pretty big person to pump the crowd. But yeah, um, he pitched three innings. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. He pitched 4.1 innings in the last week. Uh, he gave up no hits, no walks, no earned runs, and he struck out five. So My guy. Uh, I think they're going to have to – he started – look, he was horrible to start the season. He's really come around um, over the last month or so. He's probably arguably the most reliable reliever, maybe, like him and Trevino. So it will be nice when eventually – if they can land another closer or another arm, it's going to be great to not have to rely on someone like his arm so much because it's like uh, during the, the broadcast tonight, you know what he's going to throw. He's mm-hmm. going to throw you a slider like you're expecting it. And he's kind of seems like one of those guys that it, it can get volatile, volatile quick because you're going to expect it. You know what's going to come. He's not going to throw you anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but until then, you know what? Sergio Ramo, you're getting the love, buddy. I like how he's going back to his old positive ways, too. Like, when he comes off of a big inning pitched, he's like, come on, boys, let's go. It's time for you to pick it up. Come on. And like, he's, like, yelling and shit like that, and he's, like, trying to ramp him up. And also, he hooked up rah, rah, pretty guy. much the whole clubhouse with some free chonies because when he dropped trowel, they get uh, – I forgot who the company was. I forgot who the company was, but um, he Meandies? brought it up. The, it was not Meandies. We're working on that sponsorship right after Chris Martinez. State Farm out of Conquer. That's right, folks. It's your Chris Martinez plug of the show. Your house burned down. Well, Chris, what? Wanna Creek. If your house burned down, Chris Martinez will help you out. Go call Chris. Like a good neighbor, Chris Martinez is there. He's around. He's somewhere. Yeah. Anyways. That's that's another $100 you owe us, Chris. Just letting you know. Uh, (laughs) All right. Mine is uh, Elvis... Andrews, uh, you want to hear a stat line? Oh, where'd it go? I just had it right here. Now it's missing. Oh, fuck. All right, now it seems like I'm not prepared, but I promise you I just had it here. Uh, he's had two home runs in the past seven games, uh, hitting 301. Um, he's been killing it. He hit a home run today. Um, he just his. I wish that his hits were a little bit more timely. Um, like when runners are on base, I think he, the, his two home runs he's had in the past seven games are both solo shots. Um, but he's playing a lot better. Um, his batting average is up a lot. It would be nice to get him uh, cl- closer to the top of the order based and, you know, trying to like ride these hot hitters because it feels like every time, you know, Ramon and like Olsen are on like third and second, it's like a bunch of that come up to bat and just like shit the bed like Sean Murphy or like Chappie or I mean the list can go Seth Brown list goes on and on when if we move Elvis to five and move Sean Murphy down then it puts Elvis in that situation he gets a single bring those guys home I think I I, I don't even know why this is I, I you're welcome Bob Melvin I just gave you a great, a great strategy to start bringing in runners why aren't you I, why aren't you listening to this um Anyway, that's my guy. And he had home run. He's had two home runs recently. Where that's like what, the dude. That's what I just said. Oh yeah. That was. It. That was he left okay. the building. All right. That's my contribution. But, All right. Uh, <laughs> it's just. I think it's just showing you, like, dude, we've been on the Elvis train for a bit now, too. 
and uh, it's gl- I'm playing glad. Well for a bit. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad oh. that like I'm hoping more people are realizing like he isn't a slouch man. There's a reason why this guy was like you know an all star shortstop back in the day. I thought you were saying that like uh like we've been on this train for a while and he still hasn't turned around. I'm like, what are you talking about? We keep talking about how he's turning around. His batting average is just so shit at the beginning of the season that it's just a it's a long hill to climb back up. Um all right, cool. Uh your essential tailgate two of the week last week, Julio, was Sean Murphy and he went five for seventeen, five singles, three runs, one RBI, one walk. Five strikeouts. That's pretty middle of the pack. Yeah. Um, the five strikeouts is what really brings it down. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just a strikeout machine now, and not in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. He's still killing it behind the plate. So, fun fun fact, he has the highest war of any American League pitcher. In, in, the catcher, uh, yeah. Catcher. Um, don't know how that works. I don't understand war, clearly, because that doesn't make any sense. All right. Mine was Frankie Montas. He had one start, but he has starts again tomorrow. We thought we were going to record tomorrow, but we can't. I'm going to a bachelor party tomorrow. And um, I'm watching Black Widow. There you go. Oh, that's what's up. My um, bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> your bachelor party by yourself. Um, Florence and Q, Whitney, Rachel Wise, and Scarlett Johansson all on the big screen. Oh, man. Multi-generations of just attractive women. Sounds like my Friday it. night, if you know yeah, what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Chris. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we'll see what he does tomorrow, but, um, his last start was, it was all right. He had five hits. Um, he earned two runs, um, there, his offense just didn't get the job done. That's, but that's been the story of this past week, which fucking blows all, all quality starts really this weekend, more or less, um, some bad, some bad relief appearances. Unfortunately, we did lose a couple games in six, five, six and seventh inning. Um, to some bad relief appearances, but stars did pretty well. So hopefully he doesn't blow it tomorrow. All right. What's your essential? What's your ETT this week? I'm going to go with one of my favorite nicknames that I thought of randomly and just decided to tweet it. And I'm just going to keep rolling with it. I'm going to go with either your choice, whatever you prefer, Mm -hmm. just eats doubles or just eats dingers. Um, I want Jed Lowry to just close out this first half of the season strong. Um, he fit, he was an absolute monster the first month this season. He's been fine ever since then, but especially with, we're going to see what's going on, excuse me, with this Pinder injury, how serious it is, especially with, you brought up, Tony Kemp's kind of been falling off a little bit, and with Mitch Moreland on the DL, or the IL, so we're not going to have as much flexibility with that. DH spot. I mean, with um, Piscotti back, we have more, but actually, no, we don't. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So that your outfield. outfield. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like he's going to be having. He's going to have to play every day for the rest of the week until the All Star break because it's going to be Ramon will be in center. You got Piscotti in right, and you're going to have a combination of Tony Kemp or. Um, or Seth um, Brown or, or, or Sky Bolt or, or Sky Seth Bolt. Brown in the outfield. Yeah. And frankly, no offense to, to Sky Bolt, like those guys shouldn't be out there right now. Yeah. Um, and because that, I, Jed's going to be playing every day. I really hope he really crushed in these couples, these Texas stadiums for the end of the first half of the season. So Mr. Just Eats doubles, Jed Lowry, you're my such delegate tool. 
Uh, mine is gonna be. I'm gonna double dip here. Class it a couple D's cutting. A couple D's cutting it up. Uh, I'm gonna go with Elvis Andrews. Throw some D's. Um, uh, Elvis Andrews is gonna be my essential tailgate tool of the week. I think because he's on a hot streak right now, he needs to ride that. He needs to move up the everything that I said for why he's the player of the week. Um, needs to move up the up the batting order. Um, and bring some of these guys home. Um, also some speed on the bases, man. I mean, like we, if you, oh my God, it was brutal today watching Ramon get thrown out, but I am not going to be mad at Kate sending him on that one because look, the, that was just a epic fucking throw from Michael Brantley. Let's be honest. Um, cause you're the fastest guy on the team. You're on third base. That ball was halfway to the outfield. There's no reason why you shouldn't go on that one. Anyway, it's Elvis Andrews. I don't got anything more that had nothing to do with Elvis Andrews, but you know, it, Hey, it's like a taxi during the show to, or during the game. Um, I, that totally looked like catcher's interference. I don't think his think left leg was, was blocking up the plate. His left leg was a little bit in the I agree, but we're a little biased. His left leg was definitely in the runner's base or base running path. But at the he, same time, dude, that's a veteran move. That's like for some, you know, Malti Maldonado has been the league for seems like forever, and guys like that know how to kind of position themselves to so be like, cool. Well, if you track me, then I get the out. Yeah. And if I, it's too close. So yeah. Anyways, no. love it, Elvis. And then plus, Elvis gonna be back in text at the Rangers, so yeah, I'm sure he always wants to do a little bit more when he's there. So I love that move, man. Okay, Julio, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the Town Tailgate. Thank you for listening. Um, hopefully, the A's can turn around um, tomorrow. I guess, yeah. And then the All Star break. The day game. So. Yeah. Hey, let me check. Yeah, my eleven, eleven, ten a.m. Because they're in. Texas. Um, I'm like an hour long meeting at two. So maybe I'll just be like, mm-hmm. I'll be golfing. So the I'll be getting updates. Fuck, come on. What the? I told you I'm going to a bachelor party tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wait, so wait, is it? What? Oh, we'll talk offline. Shout out, Brad. Bachelor party, wedding this weekend. Our buddy, Brad. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Last but not least, Julio. Let's go, Oakland. For the love of God, please just get something done. (laughs) It's okay. Turn around time. I'll start break. We just took a long sip to end the podcast. Goodbye, everybody. The Town Tailgate is an independently produced podcast. It is written and executive produced by this guy, Chris Madrigal, (laughs) and my partner in crime, Julio Reynoso. It is sound mixed and edited by yours truly. Social media management and marketing is run by, once again, my partner, Julio Reynoso. And a special thanks and shout out to my brother, Larry Madrigal, for composing and producing our theme song, as well as graphic designing our album cover and artwork thank you so much for listening everybody please tune in next week please subscribe and last but not least as we always say let's go oakland